I grew up in a wonderful home with two dedicated and loving parents and one of uh, five brothers and sisters. A home where we as, our, as children were the focus of, of my parents' lives, where we regularly attended church with two Christian parents who did not drink, they did not smoke, there was no gambling, there was no physical abuse or fighting in the home. That basically, I was a normal person. I wasn't uh, some guy hanging out uh, at bars or a bum. Uh, I wasn't a pervert in the sense that, you know, people look at somebody and say, I know there's something wrong with him, you just tell. I mean, I, uh, I was essentially a normal person. I had good friends. I, I, uh, I led a normal life. at the area 51 thing well uh, yeah i'm ready to blow some hate at it because like we hate it (laughs) like we said in in our fucking area 51 raid episode like uh, uh, there was a certain percentage of fucking idiots that showed up there oh yeah yeah there's a one good clip i saw out of all of it and it's the guy naruto running <laughs> yeah like it it's gonna forever be immortalized in gif form i think i think he knew that was his 15 seconds of fame you know it, it wasn't even <laughs> no i mean it's oh my god the fucking it's all over the subreddit too like this fucking douchebag here i'm gonna Send you a picture of it. Oh, God damn it. Why do I always hit the wrong button? I still can't figure out Skype. This fucking half-wit. Yeah. <laughs> In he's, front of the newscaster. like. See, he saw his opportunity and he took it. But that's not what that phrase is for. No. No. <laughs> Like he saw a, a reporter talking in front of a camera that was live or whatever, and he's like, "I got it, guys. This will get me forever internet points." Man, I'd have loved to trip him or something. Like, or if it had tripped over his own stupid feet. I feel so hateful saying it, but I I really wish that, uh, as I said to you earlier. I really wish one person would have stepped that a line and then they would have defaulted into their training and uh, the guards would have fucking shot up the idiots and mob mentality would continue the raid. And there was no fucking raid. It was a hangout. It was like a fucking Reddit meetup, you know? But that's essentially what it was. It was the biggest, like, most importantest Reddit meetup there was. And the thing that... There, society's enabling this kind of behavior at this point because there's no natural repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, how did I put it earlier? I mean, it's the culmination of 
like the bully mentality that we're just going to bully our, our way into somewhere we don't fucking belong. The entitlement of we fucking belong here. We pay taxes. We fucking belong here. Like, <sighs> I wish they would have just put landmines out in the fucking yard and called it a day. Cause... Or maybe taking an opportunity to um, use some of the like auto turret technology that they've been working on for the last 10 years. Drone strike. Fuck it. Surgical drone strike. I don't know. I'm just so hateful towards the whole fucking thing at this point. And I, I really can't quantify why. It's just... Did you see any of the... Vi- did you watch much video of it? I occasionally... I mean, I worked this morning and I was really kind of trying to avoid it because I couldn't believe that there were actually idiots that showed up. And I don't know. I was... It says was, the final numbers about 1,500 people showed up. Um. Oh my God! I one guy entered the area, but stepped down five seconds later and came back because he was scared. Oh my God! Well, I mean, if you have a line in the sand, quite literally, like that, like he he got cool guy bro points for doing that, but he would have got forever internet points if they would have shot him. <laughs> oh my God! This is this is the picture we're going to use for the episode. This is fucking perfect. And it pretty much... Uh, we could aim it at the people that aren't listening to this right now, too. Because the people listening to this paid the premium to get behind the paywall, which is not much of a fucking premium, I add. But... um. I say that because it's not much of a price to pay to get added value, added content. Did that send? It looks stupid. It doesn't look like it Yeah, it sent. I had to jump through fucking hoops to download it and shit, but... What the fuck? I just got a pop-up for cool file viewer? Yeah, go ahead and cancel that. No, but it says this is what 2 million Facebook followers look like, and it's like 50 people with stupid protests. It's definitely less than a hundred people. Oh With my god! Clap alien cheeks on a sign. I would like to clap all of their cheeks. And there's not anybody our age there. No. They're all like twenty-year-old fucking douchebags. That oh my god! There's somebody with an LGM hat. I'm getting mad just looking at this. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> That'll work. We're going to roll with no intro on this one because you all know who we are. Um, Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) We're both kind of in a bad mood tonight, and I apologize to that because you deserve better than that. But um, I'm looking for... They can't all be zingers. They can't catch us all. They can't shoot us all. I wish they fucking would have. God. Why can't... Sorry, go ahead. I think they, the soldiers were probably like, I hope these idiots don't decide that they want to get shot today. You know what I mean? Like, the soldiers would have worn the weight of the majority of that. Yeah, yeah. In the social aspect of it, you know what I mean? It would have been like... Oh, what I was getting at was um, there's video of some of the douchebags interviewing the guards... 
And it's like, where would you rather be than here right now? And they're like, at home, sleeping, because normally I get off at 3 a.m. and this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, think about it, man. Like, if somebody rolled into your job, which is essentially what happened. Yeah. And, and like, just wanted to occupy your shit. Like, imagine a whole bunch of people rolling into the warehouse and be like, we're just going to sit here in front of your forklift paths and just be a nuisance. Because you guys have proprietary secrets here. Because you do. Which have been kind of declassified at this point. Well, and every company has secrets that they keep internally. Yeah. Every facility in the United States government has facility you know secrets that it's housing that's kind of the nature of the military intelligence game that's kind of the the nature of the economy in when the private sector of things like just because you pay taxes for your infrastructure doesn't mean that you have the right to every single thing that the government's doing did you uh did you ever hear about the botched Coca-Cola heist of 2006? Was that the one where Pepsi ended up, like, giving the recipe back and calling the FBI yes. on the people? Yup, yup. Yeah, I remember about that. How like, fucking, that's, that's like a big dick move right there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't need this. We got our own shit going on. You are a fool, you See, know? A, a lot of times... To, to kind of, like, change the subject, but not really. Um, like, countries, when the nuclear arms race was going on, the Mutually Assured Destruction Protocol was enacted. So, like, if any country that had nukes launched one, everybody else was going to launch nukes. Yep. That's the way we reached an armistice with nuclear weapons. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's kind of like in a Mutually Assured Survival kind of thing also. Yep. So Yeah, I mean, it goes two ways, you know? If you had a nuclear option, like stealing another company's, uh, like a direct competitor's formula, well, why wouldn't you give it back to them and fucking burn the person that tried to sell it? Yeah, what the fuck would Pepsi do with that? Yeah. They have their own shit going on that there is an avid following that it's like, okay, there's Pepsi people and there's Coke people out there yeah. and there's some that... Like, if Pepsi suddenly starts making Coca-Cola to the letter, it's going to fucking alienate the Pepsi fans, you know? Well, and that, and it would it would kill Pepsi right it now. It would. Oh, it would. Because, because there's like, so many patents and all that shit. You know, there's legal protection from that kind of thing. Corporate espionage. See, and... Did you hear that? Did you hear that Trump's been uh, pressing the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden and his son? No, I I have not noticed that actually. He's uh he's kind of dead to rights caught at this point. What took place there? <sighs> like, um, it looks like despite all his insisting that Trump isn't getting foreign governments to investigate uh opponents political opponents okay he is in fact talking to the ukraine and russia and he's dead to rights caught it could actually start an impeachment trial at this point against trump trump yeah because he's trying to investigate uh the 
2020 election uh, opponents. Huh. Isn't yeah. that something? Now, there had been speculation for years that these the, this was taking place. There was speculation before his inevitable election, you know, victory. Well, wouldn't you say that paints that in a different light? It's like, yeah, if he was willing to do it now, what means he wasn't willing to do it then, you know? Well, when you have political or when you have private sector connections in big money, big dick problem areas. Yeah, and he did before he was a president. Imagine now. He was friends with Epstein. <laughs> no. God, let's not talk about that fuck yeah, again. Yeah. But I mean, it, it definitely uh, it creates a a power hungry complex. You know what I mean? And now that he's president, he's not he's playing by the was the rules that he used to when he's on the biggest stage in the world. Trump. Wow. Trump asked the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden's son eight times in one phone call, according to this report. Now, please, though, please, though, please come on. I'll uh, I'll build a Trump Tower in in your capital. There's a lot of convincing. Uh, what the fuck were uh, there's a lot of uh, convincing reports and such that the man is. Suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's or something at this point because he's slipping. He's saying increasingly stupid shit in public and stuff. And I guess well, he's maybe got, it's maybe guess, it's uh, sorry. I'm reading as we go. I guess he's yeah, got go Giuliani fucking wrapped up in this too. So that's Rudy Giuliani, cool. the uh, wasn't he the mayor or the governor of New York for the longest yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. Personal attorney. Ernie. Good God. What a wrapped up fucking spider web of nightmare. That's crazy, but it's can, not. It's it's one of those crazy that like it couldn't be written. It's crazy because it's true. You know yeah. what I mean? The reality is generally far, far, far more fucked up. Fuck than, yeah, it's crazier than a James Bond novel at this point. Yeah. You know? Please investigate him. Please, oh please, please, please. I really want you to. Uh, and uh, God, I hate politics. I do the, too. But the more I fucking dive into it, the more I hate it. Like I hate it so much. I was saying to Kaylee tonight, why is it that all of our hopefuls for 2020, be it from either side, um. Why do they have to be like 150 years old? I think that was part of people act like the big uh, selling point for Barack Obama was the fact that he was black. And I'm sure for some people that was a big selling point. But I think his youth definitely helped as well. He seemed more with it. it. He seemed more in touch, more connected. I mean, he had. His daughters were really young at the beginning of his, yeah. you know, first term. So yeah, like, and he it was... just made him seem like Joe Everyman at this point. And now, yeah. like, fuck, even Bernie, who he has good thoughts and everything, but he's like, 
700 years old. He's never going to make it to 2020, you know? Like, well, and that's the thing with the way that our government and everything is set up that, um, you know, we're still operating by and large on old school, like 1950s principles. And all these these old, old heads are still trying to fight the same binary political war that was taking place back then. Yeah. The kind that caused segregation. And you I know what I mean? say the most hateful fucking generation, I would say. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still dealing with people that were raised or were alive during that time period. And, like, they're still... They're grasping like with fucking claws to try to hang on to that time period. And it's slowly, slowly changing for everybody. Well, as the dinosaurs die out. But yeah. I mean, God, I don't know prior to that what's going to change, you know? I. The thing is. We're we're living in a time of social evolution. Yeah. So it's it's going to be hard to project where it's going. Like the Cro-Magnon man, for instance, like didn't ever fucking see us coming. You know what I mean? The yeah. human form. Yeah. So 50 years from now, when we're old heads or warm food. Yeah. Um, more likely. But. <laughs> yeah. More than likely. But, um, you know, it's going to be a whole different world. Like completely and totally a whole different world. We television fifty <sighs> years ago was leave it to Beaver for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah, and God, television's goddamn near unwatchable anymore. It's just the, the majority of it is people like doing construction on houses. Yeah. And like buying fucking storage units and I cut the cord a long time ago. I pretty much just watch Netflix original shows and Hulu and stuff. See, I I watch um American Pickers because that's actually a show where you can see the connection between antiques and the past and today's, um, I don't know, reverence of those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, those dudes are really passionate about what they do and they're really super educated about it. Yeah, anything I saw of that, it definitely seemed interesting. I just, I can't really watch it with any... Interest. regularity no regularity at this point um, i don't know is it on streaming or not i don't know if all of it is but we found a few seasons on it was either netflix or hulu i think it was hulu i uh i told you off mic but i uh watched that ted bundy bio movie with yeah. zach efron tonight jeez man that was so good how crazy was it that Hetfield was in that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's fucking James Hetfield. Yep, what the that's, fuck? That's exactly what I said, too. <clears throat> I, uh, the only one I couldn't believe his acting was Jim Parnell. I cannot fucking stand that dude. 
and it's because he's always going to be Sheldon now, and he just uh, he boxed himself into that corner, and it's like yeah, I mean he did fine, he well, did a fine job as the see, <clears throat> prosecuting think, attorney, but I think actors when they sell something so well, it really really sticks with them, and it it, it that's why typecasting happens a lot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like you were really good as this. We're gonna make you be this forever. Um, but I didn't realize how fucking not deluded, but how manipulative he was to the very end. They said to the very end he never admitted to any of it. Like he committed to the fucking bit, you know? Well and you know, that has been something that um, psychologists have tried to understand. And, and, you know, obviously screenwriters are trying to portray and, and just general people who study it. Um, he, there's there's thoughts that maybe he was a severe, severe case of like a personality disorder. I was going to say he, borderline personality or schizophrenia or something. Yeah, like where he compartmentalized that monster to a point where he maybe didn't even know it's entirely possible fully consciously fully consciously what was going on i mean he may have known the darkness was moving around behind him but Could could you imagine being the girlfriend for the entire time the murders were going on and not having any fucking clue just how guilty you would feel like Jesus Christ, I should have known. (laughs) Here's here's the historical fact check question, though. In that, the big, like, twist was the fact that she was the one that called the the police saying that she thought it might have been him all along. I I truly think, based on the uh, end credits of that and how they were literally showing scenes that were acted half an hour previously in the movie... I think it was based pretty closely in reality. Like, I so would not. So she had a that. gut feeling, and she lied to herself about it throughout the whole time, wanting to believe him. Well, you would want to, but I mean, I don't think based on the sketch they had in the movie, but I would have fucking fingered anybody. It's for, like, yeah, maybe, but for fuck's sake, thirty-six lives. Yeah, that he was guaranteed to be yeah, involved that were, with but that like, were confirmed yeah i believe i saw um sadistic sociopath i believe i saw a video of him like post confession pre-execution that he was saying that he grew up normal. He had a fine family yeah. growing up, yep. and he believes that the availability of pornography warped his mind. And I don't know. I think there's an argument to that. That, that could be true, you know? Well, and I think that's where a lot of the basis for the anti-pornography people get their evidence, we'll say, yeah. is um, amounts of sexual deviancy like with Ted Bundy and yeah. other um, – Sexual Ramirez sadism. and well, fucking yeah. 
God, Lucas Ramirez, and, and um, you know other sexual sadists that are that are out there. You know, like they see and they repeat. You know, they objectify, and um, there's no real world consequences up until the point where they either get killed in the act or get caught and tried and convicted for such things. But through the, the run that they have in their violence and everything, um, mankind evolved as a hunter. So when they evoke that primitive, terrible aspect of the brain, yeah. It becomes one of those things that's just decompartmentalized. Decompartmentalized, yeah. Um God, that's insane. The night before his execution, he confessed to 30 homicides. But the true total remains unknown. Published estimates have run as high as 100 or more. And Bundy occasionally made cryptic comments to encourage that speculation. Like, Jesus Christ. He was baiting them all along just to... If if that aspect of the movie was be, to be believed, it was to basically make him appear unfit to be executed. So here, Which, I guess... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I, uh, I mean, that that's that's very... He seemed like a very intelligent person, sadly. Extremely. Well, extremely. And that's, you know, the judge even um, says, you know. Waste of humanity. Well, he was a waste of humanity. And and the other aspects of him other than that monster would have made for a very talented lawyer. Did you watch the uh, credits scenes where they were showing actual video. Yeah. Of, yes, I did. Yeah, and that judge saying verbatim that because it seemed pretty harsh, like when they were saying it in the movie, and he said that verbatim. Like, yeah. Like it's, like. it's like I would have loved to had you uh, working behind the bar with me. Yeah. You know, but instead here we are. You know. Well, and you know, for what it is, there is a lot to be learned. Had he been more honest, but without certain details of critical nature mm-hmm. as to honesty and motivation and even just proper evaluation ability of the, you know, the psychiatrist, the psychologists involved. Yeah. Like there's, there's no way of knowing, um, like what summary or summation of things caused that that just horrible break in that that person yeah and that man you know what i mean like we see all throughout fucking history like i was just listening to an episode of lore the other day about i think it was called the beast within Uh it was about werewolves and oh uh, yeah yeah how werewolf lore has been with us as a society for fucking countless, countless, since, like, Greek times. Glenn Danzig believes it's because there's werewolves actually alive out there. Well, and, you know... Instead of literally that metaphorical beast within, you know, that uh, manifests in the most insidious evil things that there is, you know? And 
I'm a firm believer in the perspective and the sensory input of the mind builds an assimilation of sure, the events sure. inside of it. So it tries to rationalize what it, the hell is going exactly, on. Exactly. And, um, you know, I've, I think I've touched on this previously with, um, other historical, like, uh, societies like, um, did you ever watch ancient aliens? No, no. I, I think it would be in my wheelhouse of things I would enjoy watching, but well, I, I've never seen it. A lot of the basis of what they are, I guess, running with in that show is the fact that these societies and these people, they knew what they knew. They, a lot of them were like super highly advanced for their time, but they were trying to rationalize these things that they saw that they had no way of comparing them to anything yeah. else. So if you take a, just a primal active person who is just ripping and tearing flesh and just gnawing on raw uncooked animal organs and stuff it's gonna be like watching a a feral animal you know so it's not too far of a logical step to say that these people are metaphorically comparing it to a wolf yeah because it's it's just the beast the bestial actions they're seeing and they're trying to rationalize it and something that makes sense to them. It's in that state of bewilderment that I think we get a lot of our mythological creatures, Mm -hmm. maybe even aliens. I don't know. Did you ever watch shameless? I did and I didn't like it. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) I think that Frank Gallagher, the William H Macy character could be a, he could be a good uh, analogy for what any of the uh, cryptozoologists would like to have you believe is a Bigfoot. It's just some fucking ridiculously drunken piece of shit that just wears the rattiest clothes or no clothes at all. And he's just hairy and fucking drunk all the time, stumbling around in the yeah. woods. You know, that that's a more rational than there's a bigfoot out there but maybe there is a bigfoot i don't know yeah i mean i i kind of approach it as agnostically as i do with the whole religion debate is i can't know one way or another for sure yeah yeah you know i've never seen a werewolf but i can read all these historical accounts i've never seen bigfoot but there's countless people out there that legitimately believe they've seen bigfoot there's footage that maybe you know it kind of looks like it could be bigfoot i don't know yeah and then there's like jesus on slices of toast and stuff so (laughs) that's just i forget (laughs) i forget the word but that's basically the same concept we're discussing right now is trying to find patterns and things that don't really exist you know like when people see faces in places they shouldn't exist. Yeah, like, like Mount Rushmore. Well, that and like <laughs> putting googly eyes on my dryer. And... <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I always think of this when I go on to a last podcast on the left, true crime ted bundy fix or something okay 
they say that I forget the exact number. They say there's between seven or ten active serial killers at any given time in the United States. Yeah, I believe in that. modern times. Why in the age of super media, super Facebook livey, why isn't it more? I don't know, prevalent. Why don't we know about it? Why isn't there some fucking sicko that acting like the Joker going on Facebook Live and murdering people? And I think as the society and our technology evolves, that primitive hunter that I was talking about earlier, that also evolves with the logic of the mind that we have currently. Mm-hmm. So it's operating within the known technology. But the instinctual drive and the just unconscious fury that these these people carry um they get wiser as society gets wiser because like if you look back at hh holmes jesus christ yeah yeah i mean like for his time like wasn't he an actual doctor yeah i believe so and he built like a kill hotel or like a kill kill hospital yeah during the fucking world's fair like it's like come on into my house of horrors (laughs) well and and that's perception's so subjective and if you can know what someone's gonna like illusionists like magicians like that's how ma- magic has been around for so long and, and there's still people doing crazy shit with it is if you know how people are going to like follow the trick then you you backdoor the change obviously or you know however it's done um and the like hey over here big bright lights woo and I'm I'm stealing your wallet you know that kind of thing yep yep <clears throat> I don't know why I'm on a serial killer kick right now. Because that Ted Bundy movie was really well done. And it yeah, was it got its hooks in me. I'm gonna end up watching the uh the thing that it suggested after that. Yeah, like the, the documentary Bundy files series. or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. I actually watched that also. I cannot believe how close uh Zach Efron looked at times to Ted Bundy. Like you said facial expressions and shit, and it's like eerie he had to have studied the videos and and the footage and just like really worked that man he did amazing with that and i mean that's not that's certainly not a statement to glorify ted bunny's actions at all no because netflix had to put out statements that stop Stop uh, bringing up how hot Ted Bundy was because that's not what we're trying to get through with this. Well, honestly, I think that was something that he used to his advantage. And I know they definitely – well, I know that's something he he absolutely did. He'd have been caught a lot sooner if he looked like Haley Joel Osment did. (laughs) God, does he look like shit. Yeah. He looks like he never grew out of his baby face. Maybe but he's he got did. a mustache and a goatee and shit, and it's like, what the fuck? Um, I can't get a finite answer if there's any, like... Because, of course, they're going to want to keep evidence behind the scenes so people aren't copycatting and shit, but I want to... 
turn into a dog the bounty hunter and go hunt serial killers and maybe get killed well i mean that, that's all you man but i think we're doing all right with the podcast and everything so, yeah i'd rather do that yeah i'd rather i'd rather do this I, and leave that for the dog bounty hunters of the world i haven't had a mullet since high school so sweet neither have i <laughs> turbo mullet business in the front party in the back <sighs> i should have burned it off <laughs> but then your head would be like mutilated Eh, my head's not that great anyhow what else you want to talk about i need to stop looking at serial killer shit no i mean we can keep rolling on that because it it opens up a lot of doors for um problematic shit i mean we haven't really talked about the aspects of um you know well we did talk about cults but we really haven't talked about the the drives of murderers and you know the fact of mass shootings and that kind of shit like did we did you say about it in the free episode this week about the fucking fashion line that's that's making no i sent you a picture and it fucking angered me so bad i yeah we talked about it off mic the some clothing company is making what is it sweatshirts and t-shirts sweatshirts and t-shirts from um the colleges and high schools with their logos on it with fake or um not fake like actual holes and like blood marks and shit like you were in the school shooting that the logo represents it showed sandy hook and columbine and i fucking saw red like i I just cannot (sighs) to sensationalize something like that yeah for the fucking almighty dollar makes me want to puke bile on somebody like I would rather die poor and penniless than fucking make one bit of blood money from that disgusting shit, you know? And honestly, I was thinking, and now this is going to be pieces of thoughts I'm going to be throwing out there earlier, um, when I sent you the message about the corporate liability versus employee failure. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they could be saying, hey, we're doing this to honor all the students and all the faculty that have been killed in all these things. Then there shouldn't have been fucking bullet holes in it. Exactly. You know, somebody there's in the design. Way, there's a fucking tactful way you could do that. But you know? even then, I mean, you have to try to look at both sides of it. It's sensationalized to a point where a cynical person could take it and you know change the whole meaning well i mean there's still people out there that don't think sandy hook massacre happened so i mean that's another disgusting topic for another day but yeah that is fucking ridiculous the we'll have to do an episode on truthers of all sorts truthers of all sorts between the people that think that 9-11 was fake or a hologram. <laughs> like, well, you know. What the fuck are you talking about, you know? <laughs> the causes of 
the different stories don't change the fact that a lot of fucking people died. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the end. That's the end result. Well, in the end, politicians don't give a fuck about the innocent man. It's for the greater well, good, quote unquote, you know? And, and, you know, I think that is part of what drives the different conspiracies around September 11th, for instance. Yeah. In that there were so many trillions of dollars that went missing the day prior from Donald Rumsfeld's announcement on live TV. Um, There was, there were certain insurance policies that were taken out this, that, and the other thing, you know, there was, um, there's speculation that it was a big, big heist in a sense. Um, And with the trade towers going down, like that pretty much eliminated all evidence or took attention away from because like if you asked anybody especially on September 11th mm-hmm. where were you like you didn't even have to complete the sentence people just know on that day where yeah. they were they're thinking about it you know what i mean did you know Ted Kaczynski's still alive yeah he's in fucking Fedmax, isn't he? Bro, I thought they fucking executed him. No. Did you know there's uh, a lot of... Timothy convi- McVeigh, I think they... No, McVeigh's gone, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they executed McVeigh, but... Because uh, he only killed that. one person accidentally, I think. He was yeah. just trying to maim. He was, well, he was trying to... He was a terrorist in the... I guess more pure sense, and I know that sounds really shitty of me to say, but no, I'm I know saying it semantically. He was trying to instill fear, instill fear in living people. people. Yeah. He wasn't trying to kill people, but what fucked him up was him killing that one person. Okay, it looks like three counts of murder. Um, did you know there's... Hold on, let me see if it says this here. Maybe it was a last podcast thing, or maybe it was my own individual research, but there's some pretty uh, crazy crackpot theories that Ted Kaczynski is actually uh, Zodiac, which I don't think the timeline works at all. Mm. Kaczynski was born in 42. When was the Zodiac killer active? In the 60s? It's entirely possible. That's entirely fucking possible. 60s and 70s, which makes him like 20s and 30s. That's entirely possible. But I mean, the one sketch they have a Zodiac looks nothing like Ted Kaczynski. Well, there's definitely a lot of you Google that shit. Is Ted Kaczynski the Zodiac killer? There's some hits coming back. Yeah. Um, you know what's weird about Zodiac? I don't know if you ever looked into Zodiac at all, but he changed his uh, M.O. Every MO for every kill. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How fucking crazy is that? The only thing that was uh, uniform across it was those cryptograms and shit. Well, and I forget. I think it was last podcast that went through um, a lot of that in the fact that they think some of those were actually not sent by the actual Zodiac. No, I think there was one that was definitely disproven. Yeah. Um, but one that was totally like out of character 
I'm looking for it. How cool is that fucking crosshair symbol, though? That's terrible. I shouldn't even fucking say something like that. But Isn't that a symbol in a Knight's Templar? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I... God, it's crazy. Like, nothing like this happens today. People are just so fucking impatient. They just do mass shootings at fucking Jason Aldean concerts and shit, you know? See, that's not true, man. Because, like, look at the Ariel Castro thing. Was that, that was the guy that had the three women in his basement for, like, 10 or 11 years? Yeah. That was that yeah, was that's one of those true. things. That was one of those things that happened. Yeah, two thousand. Wow, that seems a lot further behind than I thought it was. Yeah, they caught his ass in two thousand thirteen. So I mean, that dude, that's less. That's six years ago. Yeah. My daughter was alive when they caught this guy. No, oh, yeah, she's, she's going to be that. seven. You know what I mean? Des was born in what? 13. 13, 19th of May? Yeah. 17, 19. So, I mean, that was a couple days before Des was born. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, it's still going on. There's still these types of monsters out there. It's just, as I was saying earlier, man, I think the the human monster, the the the, the werewolf or whatever, you know, you want to call it. I think it's evolved as well to keep hidden. Yeah. Because a good hunter, if you talk, like, I don't know if you know any, like, deer hunters or anything like that. But, like, some of the dudes are, like, real into it. And, like, they really think, they try to think how the animal thinks, so to speak. You know what I mean? And that really plays into their success rate. So if... If you apply that to knowing how the human works and applying that to capturing and doing whatever else horrible shit to people, like, man, they're still out there. Like, I I, I am certainly not a fan of the human capacity for evil, no. so to speak. No. And that's definitely something that I, I believe is – this shit is going on right now. There's probably people captured in someone's basement right now. Well, I mean, we're still living in a world in 2019 where people can't accept uh, people's sexuality that have nothing to do with them. You know? Yeah. You exactly. you don't have to you don't have to look any further than Facebook to see that fucking hate. So, yeah. And like, I've never understood why it it's anybody's business but the person and the person they want to be with you know like fuck it's a control thing man I know. everybody everybody wants to be a member of the group that's in control i mean that's why politics is such a big fucking thing yeah yeah and wow that was a full circle moment yeah fucking politics and bully mentality and Wonder how many of those assholes that were at Area 51 are serial killers. Um, <laughs> if you buy cereal, you mean boxes of cereal in their mom's basement? Then, 
Probably <laughs> fucking all of them. Yeah, probably. Because if, if they're grown-ass adults running like Naruto, Ugh. headlong into gunfire. Ugh. I like, know. God, it's so embarrassing, cringy, just fuck. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, like, these people are going to inevitably reproduce. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's that's the generation after us. That's like, ugh. <laughs> and and their kids are going to inevitably grow up and reproduce. It's unless idiocracy. there's well, unless there is some children of man type plague like the movie. Have you ever watched that movie? No. It was an early two thousands movie. Uh, real, you know, short side note. Um. Human infertility went to 100%. People couldn't reproduce anymore. Okay. Until this one person became pregnant. And she, it was, um, it was almost like the second coming. You know, there was a lot of religious overtones and shit in it. But, um, you know, unless that kind of thing happens, people are going to keep getting stupider because they're not going to stop fucking. No. And inevitably, they're going to have kids. They're going to change Fuddruckers into buttfuckers. Yep. Wow, I didn't even hear about this case, I don't think. Confessed serial killer now linked to 60 deaths in 14 states, June of 2019. Yep. 2019, Jesus. Samuel Little, 79, serving life sentences for killing three women, has now been attached indefinitely wow at the time that he Three was apprehended ago. 36 murders they now have him linked to 60 across 14 states that's a lot more prolific than um Bondi. yeah sorry brain fart um no it's all right i uh, i was following you I'm just looking at the fact that he's a black man and people want to try to harp that no black men or women or serial killers, which that's a lie. Wasn't the, uh, what the fuck was his name? The sniper. The, the DC sniper? Yeah, John Lee Malvoy? Yeah. Was that his name? John Malvoy. DC sniper. Um, Oh, John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo. My bad. I had both their names mixed together. Um, John I mean, Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd I, Malvo. Were, it's only incidental that he's black, but I mean, one of the big misconceptions is that women and black men don't commit serial murders. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at statistics that say 17% of serial killings are perpetrated by women. So like, and I think honestly, that is a long time coming. Well, (laughs) that too, but to like really look at the societal impact of why it's statistically showing that there's no difference, but socially reflecting that there is, is another aspect to like, Going back to the whole huge pedophilia ring things. Yeah. Serial killing is um, 
one of those things that is still, in a sense, revered as domination. Oh, yeah. And it's still um, looked at as, like, one of the ultimate forms of power, so to speak. So they're not going to, because society primarily is still based in wasp territory. Oh, yeah. So even if there was a straight, down-the-line, white-black 50-50, only so many of the African-American ones are going to be announced or documented like they're still going to be documented obviously but they're going to be publicized just to still even in such a fucking terrible thing it's still going to be white dominated um yeah for sure i uh white males because you know with females also i mean they obviously are almost 20% of all serial killers. So I uh I feel like I need to counterpoint. I feel like we might need to start counterpointing all the negativity because we we throw a lot of problems out there and not a lot of solutions to it. So Yeah, that's true. That's a good what, that's a good point. Well, I'm not trying to call either of us out. No, I mean, no. We're I, still working on it. But yeah. um you shared something on your personal Facebook today that like made my heart smile. Uh, it's about that teacher. Oh, that, that the gentleman's club, man. That yeah, shit. I, I'm yeah. going to read it verbatim because it, Please I, do because that's it could legit. make me cry with yeah. fucking happiness. It yeah. says it's just a, um, it's predominantly African-American kids. I think it looks like one white kid and, um, it, it must be like an, an, predominantly uh african-american school um it says a teacher at an elementary school in south carolina wanted to help little boys with no dad at home so he started a gentleman's club where these little guys dress up and learn to shake hands make eye contact etc he even has extra jackets and ties for the boys who can't afford them and that just fucking made me so happy like well that's There's such good still in this fucking miserable, ugly world, you know, and we don't give it enough time. Like we don't give it enough attention. Everybody is always me, especially just obsessed with the negative, the death, the fucking misery that it is. It's easier. It's easier to bitch than to applaud what's good. Yeah. But that's and definitely it's even good. harder to do good. I mean, think about, you know, those those teachers and, you know, those mentors, because those dudes are mentors to oh, these yeah. young men. And these young men are going to grow up and they're going to have well, those role models. changing those fucking kids life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what's taking place there. There is positive change taking place in their life. And. You know, there's there's um, in like the masculine feminine conversation of it, there's a lot of aspects that have been researched recently and talked about recently about how, um, you know, especially African-American male masculinity is in need of updating. In in certain senses versus misogyny and, uh, you know, hate towards 
trans folk and, and gay folk and uh it's just one of those things that when you see this kind of thing people are stepping up and trying to change the way things are for the next generation you know it really is it 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 does take effort yeah. and it is applaudable and it's it's commendable very yeah i'd like to shake their their hand well hell yeah i'd walk through and and it, you know i'd shake every one of those dudes hands it, yeah. the little ones you know that's just that's reinforcing what they're what they're yeah. being taught what you know doing. what i mean yeah. and <sighs> but yeah they're, they're, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air when you're drowning because God, the more I research for some of these episodes, the more I feel like I'm drowning myself. But uh, I, th- I think, yeah, I think I'm going to make an effort to try to applaud at least one good thing in a problematic podcast uh, on every episode because that made my fucking day. Like, there's still I, good people out there. There was another video that I shared um I don't even fucking recall what the dude's name is because I have been running and doing. Oh, okay. The guy's name is Trent Shelton. He he has his own, he's a um, motivational speaker. He has his own page, and um, the video was called "Everybody Doesn't Deserve to Be Your Friend." Okay. And he was talking about um, how people are plastic a lot Mm -hmm. of times and how people only want to see you do well as long as you're not doing better than them. There's not a lot of people that are out there willing to really want the best for you because that's what you deserve. Yeah. If I could summarize it nearly as good as he did because he, you know – and I, I don't know. I thought that was an important thing to – because a lot of people struggle with social relations yeah. that are toxic, you know, toxicity in – because we're getting it from everywhere, man. The media is is just throwing all this negativity and – Well, that's the game to keep us down, you know? And I think, you know, when you see stuff that's positive, like this Young Men's Gentlemen's Club or, you know, the motivational speakers that are like, hey, wake up, you know, you're worth more than that. The (laughs) I uh, found it oddly fucking amazing, inspirational. If we talked about this on the pod, I'm sorry. I know you and I discussed it off mic. But I found this like seven minute speech of all people, Matthew McConaughey, because I always kind of just I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but I know we did continue. I I feel like I always just discredited him because he always played the fucking stoner loser beach bum. Well, he got himself typecast. He got himself typecast for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's I'm going to look up the actual. Uh name of it because it was fucking amazing and i i would like to okay I'm hold, it's i'm gonna hold my cat up to the microphone it's called matthew mcconaughey i can hear it 
sawing logs. Um, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, this is why you're not happy. It's like, honest to God, one of the best motivational speeches I've ever heard. Yeah, it. I it, agree it with that. It blew my fucking mind. Like, I, if we can, we should probably link that in the show notes because I think everybody should listen to that. I mean, a big part of why you're not happy in your day-to-day life is you're giving time to things that don't serve you. You yeah. know? I mean... I need to cut the ties with Facebook altogether because that is just a waste of my fucking time and certainly not advertising our podcast in any meaningful way, you know? Well, it's getting it out there and we've made a few connections, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But But as a a whole, like, place to build foundation, it's a time sink. It's a time sink. It's a time sink more than it is a place to actually socially network um and build meaningful connections and utilize meaningful connections between people um you know that time has long since passed because it's just generally meme spam and other negativity every plastic person worried about their own bullshit you know and i mean stop i I think we're (laughs) Frankenstein is the cat's name. His name is Frank, but I started calling him Frankenstein. Fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I just, man, I want to find the right outlet, and it's not Facebook. So if anybody's listening to this and you know anybody that you think would even just want to hear us shoot the shit, for an hour i mean tip them onto the live stream or the free stream rather yeah and they might get used to our charismatic voices and want to hear more (laughs) well i mean that's even something that we could investigate um i know you know we're kind of talking housekeeping right now but we could even do live stream audio on twitch or there's other live streaming platforms that are out there that have different people that go to them that frequent them you know what i mean isn't twitch only video games though no no man they have um i forget what the category is called because i rarely visit it anymore but there's like life like a life category where like people are doing stuff and you can like watch them huh like i think that's probably where um some of the live streams from area 51 were coming from today i feel like I don't know, I'm right on the precipice of some kind of insightful comment about it, but I, basically what I'm trying to say is in a world of nothing but social media and shit, I've never felt more alone. Yes, it's very isolating. And that's fucking horrible. You know, like, we we literally have the world at our fingertips in phones and just... Jesus Christ, right now, within 20 minutes of when I'm done with this, I will have this up on the internet where our listeners can listen to it. And that's, Jesus Christ, could you imagine doing that in the 90s that rapidly? No, just connection speeds alone wouldn't allow you to. Like, fuck, my phone is the size of a cassette that I used to have, like, 
Green Day's Dookie on one side and <laughs> Offspring Smash on the other till it fucking wore out, you know? Yep, and, I remember that. Fuck. Yeah, I had about four of that tape because that was my favorite tape ever. Dookie and Smash, man. That was my shit. But, I don't know. We're getting towards time. I'm sure you're getting tired. Um, I've been tired, yeah. I know, I know. Um, I guess we could wrap it up. Um, I definitely need to thank you guys again. The ones yeah. listening to this have uh, breached the firewall, as you will. <laughs> and well, I hope and- it... I hope at this point, either before or after this, if you haven't, because I know the ones listening to this also have access to the other podcast. I hope you've checked out Jason's episode two because it's fucking amazing. I I, I feel like I'm pandering here, but it even if I didn't know him and I stumbled upon this, I would want to fucking listen to more. It's really good and i can tell he's bleeding his soul out onto the page so i'm glad that you guys are as interested as i am to hear it out you know luckily um i have had a few years in the project behind the scenes between um just notes um like with this most recent episode i had like a lucid dream sequence that I had documented. Um, and I, I formulated a lot of the other things into almost a complete novel, which it pretty much stood as a journal for the, the form that it's in now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that's gonna, <laughs> I'm glad that you're getting it out there even if it's not in the initial format because i mean who's to say you won't eventually bind it and put it in a book but for now this is getting it out there you know well and it's testing the waters and and seeing that maybe i don't know it for me going through the whole process and experiencing things the way that i do which is a lot different than other people i've noticed um, you know, it might be insightful to somebody and, and that's really what I'm hoping that like, if I put it out there that somebody might hear it and like find an answer to a question that they have and it helped them instead of trying to literally do it all themselves, which yeah. is what, that's one of the most isolating things in the world is feeling like you cannot find an answer to a question that you have within you. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to add is we got another patron this week, and uh, just as I've been uh, giving a tiny little insight of, I, I, we know them all at this point. I don't know if Andrew remembers us, but she does. I, I think I distinctly remember a time that. Her and I, I was just a little boy at that point, like seventh or eighth grade. But I remember her and Eric Rayleigh on <laughs> the back of a bus. We were on a field trip and they were like doing rock song sing along thing. And I distinctly remember them singing uh, Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. Counting Crows? Hell and yeah. it got me into that song. And it was like, 
Counting Crows, not really my thing anymore, but I still fucking love that song, and it reminds me of that day every time. And I don't know, maybe maybe hearing that, she'll remember that day too. Maybe. I mean, we're we're immortal as long as we remember things, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I guess it's time I wipe the butter off my face. <laughs> <laughs> Pound <sound. laughs> 